Hey, hey, it is May, and that means that I am celebrating mom's big time over here at Mama Simpatico. Because Mother's Day is this month, I want to offer free mom life check-ins to both village members and non-village members. So if you could use a little live virtual support, connection, laughter, a place to shed a tear, or just to spend an hour with moms who get it, come hang out with me and fellow mamas. Head on over to mamasimpatico.com backslash momlifechecken, all one word, no hyphens, to sign up. I hope to see you there. Welcome to Mom School, where I help busy and stressed moms like you create a more joyful, balanced, and fulfilling mom life journey. My name is Lacey Newton, and as a mom of two and creator of Mama Simpatico, I understand the challenges of motherhood all too well. And through my own journey of discovery, I've learned the power of mindfulness in helping me move from surviving to thriving. I want to help you intentionally create a mom life that feels good and is aligned with who you are and who you are becoming. So join me on this journey to raise the tide of happiness and mom life for all of us mamas. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Has a kid's movie ever inspired your own personal growth? Has it ever given you new insights that fundamentally change the way that you cope with life for the better? That's happened to me, and I'm going to tell you about that in this episode. So we are still in our month of relaxation. Last week, we talked about three things that get in the way of relaxation and grew our own self-awareness for what that could be. And this week, I'm going to give you two skills that you can use to change your relationship to stressors and challenges. Two ways that you can adapt so that you can manage these things that you're not able to avoid or fix or otherwise get rid of. So what does it mean to change a relationship to something? Well, it means that you change your thoughts or your behaviors. Maybe you get a new perspective or learn a new coping skill or technique that helps you adapt to life with this stressor in it. And I want to start by giving you two examples. They're from my favorite kids' movies. So the first one is from Frozen 1. And in Frozen 1, Elsa has her big moment where her powers are revealed to her community and she runs up the mountain and she's in the snowy mountain singing Let It Go. Her relationship to her powers before that was that she was going to hide them and conceal them. And if she didn't feel, then she wouldn't lose control of them. And she would definitely wouldn't hurt anybody because she had already hurt her sister. Well, that moment, she shifted her relationship to her powers. She decided to let it go. She wasn't going to conceal them anymore. And her words were conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. And it shifted to let it go. Let go of those beliefs that no longer work for her. And she shifted that and she realized she'd rather be alone and free than to have to fear hurting anybody or hide or manage what the fallout could be of living in her town with her powers. The second movie that has changed my way of coping is Frozen 2. (laughs) So they're both Frozen. I love Frozen 1 and 2. Anyway, in Frozen 2, Anna has a moment where she's in a deep, dark cave and she realizes that Elsa had gone too far on her journey and that she died. 
and that she lost her. And she feels this just overwhelming, paralyzing despair. And so her song that she sings is basically do the next right thing. She says, take a step, then take a step again. And that's how she gets herself moving. She didn't really feel like coming out of the cave. She didn't know what life was going to be like anymore without Elsa. And she was overwhelmed thinking about life without Elsa. It was too big. It was too much. So she focused herself down on take one step and slowly she stepped out of the cave. Okay, so let's bring these into these two skills that I would like you to consider as helpful tools in relating to stress in a more relaxed way. So the first skill that I want to talk about is the helpful question. To ask yourself a helpful question in the midst of it. And just so you know, if you're part of the village, that you'll have access to these questions in a printable, a mini poster of these questions. So the first question that you might ask yourself in the middle of a stressful moment is, am I or are things basically okay? If you ask yourself in the middle of a crisis, am I or are things basically okay? You'll begin to establish a sense of safety in your nervous system because you'll probably basically be okay most of the time. And when you realize that you are basically okay and you start sending those calming signals to your body, you're also going to help expand your thinking. You're going to be able to get unstuck from the negativity bias, that inherent evolutionary tendency for us to see the negative things or the things that aren't going well. And often when we're seeing the negativity of things, it triggers us to see the negativity of other things. So this question can help shift out of the negativity bias. A second helpful question you could try out and see how it works for you is this. How might my stress response be helping me? I'm referring back to that idea that we talked about last episode that Kelly McGonigal realized that she wasn't serving her her therapy patients by telling them to avoid stress and that stress was bad for them because she saw data that showed that that actually wasn't true. It was thinking that the stress was bad that was actually bad. <laughs> so when we ask ourselves, what's happening in my body right now that's actually helping me, we are viewing our stress as helpful. We, we see that the energy it gives us, the adrenaline and the cortisol helps us rise to the occasion. And in stress situations, we're usually releasing oxytocin, which is the human connection hormone. And it might motivate us to problem solve with somebody or call a friend and get support or hug our child and do repair work. So these are actually really helpful stress responses. Okay, the third question that you could try asking yourself during a challenging situation is, is there an underlying belief that's adding to my stress? So this belief could be something that comes from you or it comes from society or it comes from daycare moms or it comes from your sister or it comes from the family you grew up in. There are beliefs in these groups and these systems and these cultures or these mini cultures that get to us and then it can cause us stress. For example, if I have this belief that I can't make mistakes, um, that causes a lot of stress because I make mistakes all the time. <laughs> or if I have this belief after looking at Instagram that my house should be more put together or more stylish and it should be cleaner, that's pretty problematic because that contrasts with the way my life is. Or if I have this belief after talking to other moms at my child's school that my child should be reading more, well, that's problematic too because it, it 
doesn't look at the situation with reality and its comparison is never helpful. So when we start to look at the beliefs that we're taking from our cultures or our mini cultures, we can start to see where some of the stress is coming from. Okay, the fourth question that might be helpful for you is what is the next right thing? Here we are channeling Anna again, Frozen 2. When we ask ourselves what's the next right thing, we're cutting down on the anxiety, the overwhelm that we can feel in the midst of a big problem or just a bunch of little problems. And it keeps us focused on the present moment. So you could use this when you're cleaning the house. You could use it when you're trying to help your child navigate a tricky social situation. And you could use it when you're in a hiccup with your your partner. So this one might be helpful in many ways. The fifth one I want to offer you is I wonder where the tipping point will be. And I'll explain this one a little bit. If you imagine a bell curve, and if you're not familiar with that, if you imagine a graph with a line going to the right horizontally, and that's time, and a line going up vertically, and that's intensity of a moment, of a stress, of a feeling, and you put the shape of a bell on there, the silhouette of a bell, and you trace it over time, a situation gets more and more stressful, more and more stressful, and then it starts to curve back down. This is true for all things. So if you ask yourself, I wonder where the tipping point will be, you're going to start shifting to curiosity. I wonder when I'm going to start feeling a little bit more comfortable in this situation. I wonder when it's going to be that my child starts to calm down after this big upset. And you're not making it happen. You're just inviting curiosity and you're becoming an observer of the situation rather than so wrapped up and overwhelmed thinking that it's never going to end. Okay, so those are five questions that might be helpful in a stressful moment. And the second skill I wanted to offer you is what I'm calling a replacement belief. Back when I was in public school teaching, we used applied behavior analysis where we would help a child develop a new, more functional skill by defining a problematic skill and then identifying a replacement skill. So we're going to go ahead and look at how we could use the same idea with our thinking. So if you're noticing as you become more mindful that there are some problematic thoughts going through your mind, you can purposefully think a different thought. And doesn't mean you totally buy in yet, but you might try it on, see if it could be true. So here are some replacement thoughts that you might consider. Let's channel Elsa. You might find benefit in saying to yourself, let it go, or you could sing it and then you probably feel a whole lot better. <laughs> um, let it go. Some people really find value in let it go because it speaks to let go of our attachment to the way that we wanted things to be or our beliefs that aren't helping. Some people though, however, feel more comfort or get more value from let it be. This speaks to the idea that we don't have to change anything. Things can be the way they are. I can have this sprained ankle. Let it be. I can have very little food in the fridge right now. Let it be. And it, it helps us not go into spirals about it in the future or resist the way that it is right now. My child can be having a hard time. Let it be. Okay, the third one is things can be messy. I like this one a lot. I can apply it to a lot of situations like 
my house, my car, emotions. I can apply it to even how I've navigated launching this podcast in our Mama Simpatico village. I can relate it to even sometimes some bigger things about how how confusing it is to even become a parent in the first place. Let it be messy. Okay. The next one is perfect doesn't exist. Most of us realize that perfect is a concept that we don't even all agree on what it is. There's no definition there. So when we try to aim for perfect, we fall short and it's painful and it's not even real. So sometimes reminding ourselves perfect doesn't exist. Okay. The next one is all things come and go. So if something challenging is happening, remembering that it's also going to stop. Every day comes and goes. Even good things come and go. And so this one can even help us remember to hold on to the, the moment and savor the relaxation, the connection, the joy before it goes. Okay, the next one is what goes up will come down. And so this is true if you throw a ball in the air. But this is also true of emotional responses. And this is also true of the intensity of a given moment. What goes up will come down. And this is also true of a baby crying in the night. The next one is to remind yourself, my stress response is helpful. If you get any uncomfortable bodily responses, like a fast heart rate or harder time breathing, to remind yourself that your body is starting to equip you to act. Your response is helpful. Okay, the next one is that I can practice stress tolerance right now. So here you invite yourself to practice in real life, a real life pearl. And you drop into the idea during a hard, difficult, or uncomfortable, or seemingly unpleasant moment that you're just going to practice tolerance, growing your tolerance window for this. So going back to that child having an emotional escalation, and rather than trying to fix it, tolerating it, allowing it whatever is happening to happen. It could apply to exercise, tolerating it. You're just proud. If you are interested in doing something that you don't enjoy for other reasons, it's an excellent opportunity to practice tolerating discomfort. Or if your heart rate gets up and you're feeling like stopping, you might see it as an opportunity to practice the discomfort. If there's a conflict with somebody at work and you don't want to deal with it because it's uncomfortable, Maybe it's an opportunity to practice tolerance for this stress right now. And the 10th and final replacement thought I'd like to offer you is I can handle this. This one helps me a lot often because my unhelpful thought is often I can't handle this. I don't know what to do. And so when I remind myself I can handle this, Not only am I starting to now look for ways that I could possibly handle it, I also start to remember times when I did handle it and how true it is. And it's so much more calming than thinking that I can't handle it. Okay, so those are two skills that you might be able to use in any given stressful moment to help change your relationship to it, to make yourself feel more adaptable and handle it better. You've got that helpful question and that replacement belief. And you can head over to the village if you'd like the printout. So you can just have it in your planner or on the wall or something like that. 
And I would suggest working with maybe one helpful question, one that resonated for you today, and one replacement belief, something that you could try on for a week or so and see how it works. You can always shift it later. There is a journal available in the village if you would like to write about this in a structured way and help yourself think through a couple of situations. Additionally, for a formal practice, if you'd like to do some meditation that's connected to this topic, you can check out the rest and shift to relaxed meditation available in the feed linked below. And this is our third week in our month of relax. And so I'm going to do a third week throwback for a skill that I've talked about in the village before that might be helpful here. And I'm going to point you to the work of Byron Katie. And she is so powerful with her unpacking of underlying beliefs. So if you find that there is a belief that is so stressful for you, like I should be doing this as a mom, or life should be like this, you might benefit from checking out the work of Byron Katie. She has a podcast. She has YouTube videos, books. She has worksheets you can download, even an app. And her method is very powerful for unpacking those unhelpful beliefs. Okay, if you're thinking that you got a lot of information today and you just want one place to start from, I'm going to offer a gem. I'm going to give you something that works for me. I like to think let it be. Let it be. Let it be the way it is. It applies to so many situations and it really calms me down. And that is my replacement thought. My helpful question is, what is the next right thing? And I channel Anna. I tend to get overwhelmed by situations and this really helps me focus and start moving in any, any direction. I use this when I'm cleaning my house when I've got a big project I'm working on, when I'm in a conflict with my husband, or when I am packing for a trip, I do the next right thing. And if I do these two things, I significantly increase my relaxation and peace. And so I'd really like to hear how this goes for you. Please reach out. You can find me on Instagram or come on over to the village. That's where I hang out the most. So you can come practice with us over there. We meditate and practice these skills related to the podcast every week. And we would all really love to have you there. Okay. Let me know how it goes. We're rising the tide of happiness for you and all of us mamas everywhere by doing this work. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for giving this your attention, your time. And I look forward to seeing you next week where we will close out our month theme of relaxation and talk about how to expand our relaxation window because we want more of it. Okay, that's all for now. See you next time.